How are you feeling? Good. I'm ready. What's your name? No, I'm not doing roll call. Why not? I'm not doing roll call. Gotta make sure you're here. Gotta make sure you're present. Gotta make sure Welcome you're in the moment. Welcome to Life in Commune, episode seven, where Carly does not start the episode by rapping. <laughs> if you guys want Carly to start an episode with a rap sometime, <laughs> please let us know. You don't. Maybe you do. You're quite an excellent rapper. You had your best lines ever, I think, this weekend. I did, but I can't remember them, so it's no good. You should have wrote those down. Okay, they were off the top of the dome. Sorry. The reason we're talking about rapping is is a random synapse that fired off in my brain, but also it is the one of the motivations for the topic of this... Again, I always want to say this week's, but it's just the second one of the week. This episode's theme... Episode 7 of Life in Commune, which is find some time to do nothing. But before we get into that, thank you guys so much for rating and reviewing the podcast and subscribing. If you can do that, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, It's awesome to see more of you getting involved in what we're doing here. So it's really cool, and thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, I'm not sure if you listen on Spotify or not, but if you do, we're not sure if you can rate or subscribe or follow on there. Or how any of it works Or how any of it works. Apparently, Spotify does podcasts now, which is super cool, Mm -hmm. and um, our podcast is on there. So, again, if you're listening on Spotify, thanks for being part of the mix. Speaking of music, though, this the one of the motivations for this episode is a song by Tyler the Creator, and I really wasn't a big Tyler the Creator fan of his individual work until I heard this song with him in Rex Orange County uh, called Boredom, which is off of an album two albums ago he just released a new album which is actually really good very different in its sound if you like that type of music it's actually a bit more soulful but this song rex orange county has a line in the hook um that says find some time to do nothing and it really reminded me of being a teenager because this was back before smartphones back before um wireless internet you're aging yourself here well, that you're, is true. You've I now dispelled your own myth that you are 24 right. years old. However, it is true that we did have wife. We did have internet back <clears> then. Internet, so course. we're not that old. No, we had internet. We just what had the AOL internet? like here. Oh no, we, my, my dad. My dad <laughs> had whole, my, my dad had our whole house wired. We were legit. We were. We were. You didn't have dial up. No. You literally never had your sibling had pick up the phone in, and ruin di- your I connection did, to AOL. Oh no, no, we didn't have AOL. We were above AOL. Well, what was above AOL? I don't know, like Netscape or something else. My dad made the network. You know he did that. So no, everyone yes, had it. But no, I'm saying everyone had AOL. Everyone he had to sit through that AOL. connection sound. We, we we did not have AOL. I'm just telling you that. Really? We didn't have AOL. No. We had, we had something else. That whatever, sound whatever is just so ingrained in me that I have a hard, I have a hard time yeah. fathoming that no one else had that or that you didn't have a sibling who picked up the people. phone at the exact moment you were trying to connect or in a really important AOL instant messenger conversation. Yeah. I just remember screaming downstairs, Blake, get off the phone. Where's the enthusiasm for that? It would have been louder. You, you, I would have had to yell all the way down the stairs. real enthusiasm. But yeah, it was a big deal. And so we're not that old, no. but old enough <laughs> to, to uh, have these AOL memories and to have not had real deal like good cell phones, at least until high school. Yeah, because I mean, Nokia I, and Snake was all there was in middle school, and honestly, I, I, I had, had a pager. That. I think I had the. I did not have a pager. I, I missed the one four three era. But oh, I um, had a pager. I had a, a red see through Motorola pager that I thought was really cool at the time. All the different codes. Would you get a sick page and then ha- head over to the payphone? Yeah, and, and then go across the street in? to the pool that was across the street from my middle school and, and use the payphone. Who'd you call, mom? It probably, Dad? yeah, Sadie, you yeah. know, like one of five people that, you know, that knew your pager number. Yeah. Unless you got a code that told you everything you needed to know, like one, four, three from your boyfriend. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but yeah, that's how old I am is that I had a pager. <laughs> I had the classic snake Nokia phone until senior year when I upped, when I upped it to the sidekick. Senior year. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. You didn't get a camera phone or anything? A flip phone? Oh, no. Really? Mm-mm. I remember when the one came I mean, out where you could have a photo on the outside, so before you flipped it open, you could see who was calling. A, a terrible, very grainy photo. But Because before a flip phone, you wouldn't know until you flipped it open. For like the Motorola Razor. I feel like you're ahead of yourself here because the Razor would have been around Sidekick 2 era, not Sidekick 1. Maybe, it could be. But flip phones, with there was one with a picture on the outside. Um, that was a big deal. I remember when it came out in high school. Yeah. 
anything. But, you know, I definitely graduated from Snake Nokia to a flip phone at ASAP. Wow, you missed. But I thought it was cooler. No. But I skipped the sidekick. I will say T9 probably made the world a whole lot safer place, though, because you cannot text and drive on T9. Right, no, which no takes way. us back to our general focus, which was <laughs> no about 15 uh, technology developments ago. Yeah. But this idea of doing nothing, and when you're a teenager, you do nothing or you did nothing all the time because there weren't as many options as there are now. And there just wasn't, the internet wasn't like this big full experience yes. like it is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally now you can get lost in the internet for days. Like like some people do probably for weeks, months, years. Like you but at really, any moment you could. There's just that much content on the internet for you to consume now. Yes. Versus then, there just wasn't as much. No. You know, the internet was in its... Not in its initial phase, but but it was earlier on in terms of the amount of content that was on the internet. And the accessibility was difficult. Yeah. And it was more, at least for me, okay, when I go home, I can go use a computer for two hours or an yeah. hour, do homework or chat to, on AIM or whatever it is. Yeah. Versus now when you can be on the internet plugged in all the time. From anywhere. Yeah. There was no option to be plugged in. No. So any communication... <clears throat> text messaging t9 all of that was kind of a pain in the ass if you've done t9 texting and it took a lot longer it wasn't so immersive and it was more to get the message across rather than now it's to have full-on conversations yeah especially because even when i did t9 i didn't do the predictive just like i do on my current phone i would just tap in in specific you you all could see me shaking my head at the fact that patrick still does not use predictive text on his phone or the automatic spell check no need just, just spell it right the first time. Oh my Keeps God. my brain firing. Doesn't See, even, that's a mindfulness doesn't practice. Doesn't even put in an apostrophes itself. for you. You gotta put apostrophes. Yeah, that's great. In. Keeps my mind working. <sighs> yeah. So I don't, need, I don't need my life to be fully automated just yet. Just I can, yet. I can. I can wait. <laughs> but so, with that being said, there was a lot more time, or there. There, yeah, there was a lot more time to do nothing because what else were you gonna be doing? That, and that, that's a kind of the the theme, and that's where. the this song in particular really reminded me of growing up because like my usual day would be like after school playing basketball and then doing homework or then in between playing basketball and doing homework just like sitting there and like if I didn't have anybody to talk to necessarily on text or AIM and there wasn't anything really happening on the internet I'd be like what am I gonna do because we didn't have cable. We weren't really allowed to watch TV. It's true. You didn't have cable. Didn't have it, what right? What do you do? Read a book or something? That's no, crazy talk. Is that when you're in school or you're a teenager, you're not reading books. <laughs> I Come read on. books on my free time. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Comic books. Comic books. Comic books, right? But, you know, at that age, I just remember, like, there'd be times where I would just sit there and, like, stare at a wall. Seriously. I'm not doubting you. I'm just but, picturing high school think, staring at a wall in between games. Yeah. But I think subconsciously... That's like a really good thing for people. Not staring at a wall in particular, but just not having to be plugged in. It reminds me of there is a quote or an interview or something with Louis C.K. from a couple years ago. And this is like irrespective of how we feel about Louis C.K. these day and age, just because, you know, things have changed a little bit. But he does have some really wonderful gems and, and he is funny. Uh, but he has a quote about how we can't even sit with ourselves in the car. Like mm-hmm. we hit a red light and we can't handle being in our own brain so much, whatever we're feeling that we have to pick up our phone and scroll for the 30 seconds of a stop in traffic that we're like, it's so fucking painful for us to just be in a, in a car with our own thoughts and with ourselves that we have to numb ourselves even at that moment, which back in the day, back in my day, I like to think of it. Not even as numbing, but as stimulating. Well, I think it's a little of both, personally. Yeah. I think that you are numbing whatever else you might be dealing with, which might not be anything dramatic or serious, but by stimulating yourself. Yeah. Right? So I think of scrolling oftentimes as numbing when you don't want to deal with something, when you don't want to do work, it's like procrastinating. Mm -hmm. Or you're sitting in the car, whereas, for instance, again, in high school, I just had a mean mixtape in and listened to a good mix CD and at a light... (laughs) That's what you're doing is listening was, to songs you like. Was yours a tape or a CD? Like a CD. an actual. Are you CD. sure? Yeah, yeah. You weren't in the tape deck era? Come on, man. It was a CD. It's Carly's Mix <laughs> 2003. Spring, <laughs> spring, summer, or fall? Anything. May 2003, Carly's Mix. Did you do data Purple discs? Purple Haze. <laughs> like, like the whole thing. Did you do data discs? I don't know what that is. I think John did data discs. What's a data so One disc? of my friends did. It's essentially where your deck, if you put it in a deck, it could actually read. Oh, MP3 CDs, so you can put like 60 songs. Yes, 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 I did that. 
thick. I did because you could you could way um, more than the fourteen songs. Yeah, because the CD 15. RWs or whatever the writable yeah. ones, you could write them as an MP3 and then play yeah. sixty songs on it instead yeah. of. I mean, I had the the deck with it, like the dolphins jumped on it, like the aftermarket <laughs> Kenwood deck, Kenwood deck. <laughs> they had like different colors and a living legend of your own. <sighs> you know, it was it mattered a lot to me that I had a cool aftermarket so deck in my car. Seventies baby. No, it really. I don't know why. Thinking back, this really mattered to me, but it mattered a lot that I had a cool cell phone and a cool aftermarket deck in my car. And I don't know why. In retrospect, aftermarket decks were the jam. It was really what, important to me, like going to car toys what, what, and what making sure also, I had a what good was thing. Also, the jam was aftermarket DIY subwoofers in the trunk. Well, Blake, my brother, built his own like subwoofer boxes. And, he probably and did a good job. Most he people did. did not. He did, and he did all of the um, like insulation so the trunk wouldn't rattle. I mean, I even learned how to install the aftermarket deck myself, how to cut the wires and everything like that, because for some reason that was a source of pride for me in high school. So my time doing nothing was also learning how to install aftermarket <laughs> decks in cars. Uh, but why can't we? Why couldn't we just sit and listen to the playlist we've already made? Yeah. Or listen to songs. But now, in order to listen to that playlist, it also involves our phone. So it's just so tempting to also scroll during that time, mm-hmm. or also text, or also numb scroll, do whatever in that time, rather than just sitting and like with your sunroof open because it's nice out and the music's good. Just enjoying the present mm-hmm. moment. So yogi of you. Mm-hmm. Such a yogic thought. And I think, <laughs> as I make fun of your yoginess. Hey, it's fine. That's fair. No, it's it's totally good. I mean, I think that, um, you know, some of these simple yogic statements, like be in the present moment, really do have a lot of value, mm-hmm. especially now. Like, I think they have more value. You know, I think that's part of the reason that yoga has actually become more of a popular thing in the mainstream society, if you will, is actually because of this need to do less that some of us naturally begin to have, right? This need to spend time away from your phone, this time to actually be in the present moment. And what does it take for you to find that? Well, and that we've spent forever trying to develop more and more and more and more stimulation and more to do. And now as a society, we are having to tell and remind ourselves that it's okay to do less yeah. or to actually unplug and turn off. Whereas the novelty forever has been, oh my God, we have all this stuff. Let's use it. Yeah. Or let's just like do more and yeah. do more and do more. Right. Because again, like if you're looking for stimulation these days, it is not hard to find. It's like if you're looking for distraction, it is not hard to find. Mm-mm. And even everything is just, even when you're say you were reading, if you're reading on a Kindle or on your phone, the temptation to switch over to a social media network or to email or to something else is so high because it's all at your fingertips all at one moment. Exactly. And I also think with this technology stuff, there's a ton of good with it, an astronomical amount, like I'm fully a believer in technology. But I also think if you rely on technology as well for your mindfulness practices, it begins to be all of a sudden you're using your phone for every single thing and you're not really stepping away from it even when you're trying to tune into yourself. You mean even if you're using our free meditations? Yes. 100%. Like I think I think the free meditations are great and I think that meditation apps are great. I think mm-hmm. Calm is great. I think uh, Headspace is great. I think One Giant Mind are great. I think all that stuff has a lot of value mm-hmm. um, because especially when I travel like when I'm on flights or travel days I use it quite often. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if you are playing something off your phone it's just another thing that you're playing off your phone it's another time where you have headphones in it's another experience that's very similar to listening to a podcast like maybe you're doing right now Mm -hmm. or listening to music and again while some of that stuff has a ton of value it also is um another stimulation that's going into your ment your mind i was gonna say your mental state of being i was feeling over the top but just into your mind yes well, it's just all, it's all encompassing all the time. And yeah. it's really hard to get away from it because our mindset is now everything is so easy and at your fingertips that, well, why not just have it all there? Yeah. And so I think sort of the art of literally doing nothing and not in a negative way is, is a little lost, right? It, we were, I feel like as, as a kid or as a kid now, even if you say you're bored, it's like, no way, it's impossible yeah. to be bored. Like, what do you mean you're bored? Bored with what? With the vastness of the internet or, or of stimulation or everything that could be going on? Like, boredom is a, well, I mean, kind of a symptom of a lack of imagination. But 
It but just no, doesn't seem no. real to be bored. But 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 again, I, I think there's a lot of value or a lot of reality to that statement. Like when you're always looking for stimulation, how is your imagination ever going to be firing? Well, and any lack of that stimulation automatically makes you think on board. Yeah. It, instead of okay, well, where's my imagination? What else? What else can I do? Or how can I creatively think through this process mm-hmm. or begin to organize myself or organize my day? Like I feel one of the things that I've been really trying to work on more and more is trusting my memory. Oh, like not turning on Google Maps even though you know how to get somewhere? Yeah. Or um, like not having to double check or triple check like when a flight is mm-hmm. or because I'm paranoid about missing flights. Fair enough. Which is, yeah, fair enough, you know, but I just really don't want to miss them because I'd just be mad at myself. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is such an easily avoidable thing. I could have solved this. I could have solved this. And so I'm paranoid about missing them. And so I'll check the flight time like 30 times, even if I'm at the airport. Just in case. Just in case, you know, oh, so yeah. my flight magically, it disappeared mm-hmm. and it left 30 minutes early, even though it's yes. been scheduled it at 6.30. whole time. This whole time. It, it, you know, th- things like that. I feel that it, if, <clears throat> that constant reliance on technology we're like oh no like trust yourself like you looked this up already mm-hmm. you know what it is um you can do it you know like you you can like be in your own head space like you can trust that i feel that way with getting places as well i mean i've lived in seattle nearly my entire life i know how to get places yeah it's not that complicated and I will turn on Google Maps to see how long it might take me for something that's unforeseen. Yeah. But then I will just leave it on as if I didn't know how to get to Capitol Hill. It, it's just not that hard. I know exactly how to do it. But I, I don't know why I will leave it on as if I wasn't sure it's seven minutes away. when Mercer Street was coming. I definitely always know when Mercer Street is. Like, it's just... <laughs> but it's this... I've been trying to be better about... I know how to get there. There's no reason to turn this on. Yeah. And just have it there as this weird safety net for something that is... 100% in my control and even if you do make a wrong turn or this it's just it's not I already know where I'm going yeah or or using it like you just said to check traffic during a non-traffic time yeah there's no traffic it's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday like yeah. it's gonna be fine like you're either gonna get there in 11 minutes or 14 like mm-hmm. either way if you're late that's on you Yes. You know what I mean? Because like you should have left earlier. Yeah, and if I'm checking it with 10 minutes to go, well, then it doesn't matter how long it's going to take on yeah. Google Maps. I'm still going to get there roughly within the same amount of time. Exactly. Like, yes. you know, what's what are you really rushing to save that? Like, what is that technology really helping you for? Well, in that what moment? is yeah? What is that stimulation really doing for me besides providing me a, a false sense of security? Yeah. Or uh, help making a false sense of control. Yes. Over something, the only control I have is that I already know how to get there, and this map isn't going to change that. No. Or, or the roads. And Yeah. It's not going to give me some magic ways shortcut that's all of a sudden going to make a difference. Driving through somebody's garage. Driving through a neighborhood that I know <laughs> back to front. But it is weird, the just constant tick to turn it on. Yeah. Or at a, a stoplight when it's not that long of a light, and then there's this, this like, maybe I should just check on things. It's like, it reminds me again of another line in a rap song. Um Macklemore has a line, and I can't remember what song it is now, where he says, talks about waking up in the morning, and, and the first thing he does is checking who hit him up. Yeah. And it's like the first thing you do is as if you missed something astronomical overnight on Instagram. Yeah. The first thing we do is scroll and do that instead of waking up and assessing your day and moving forward. Just having your own routine, like your technology. You're, you're having your own experience that's yeah. unimpacted by whatever other shit people are doing. Yes. That you doesn't need to impact you because at it can 6 wait. a.m. Because it can wait 15 minutes. Yes. Whatever it is. It's fine. It can wait 15. Whatever yes. it is, it can wait 20. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but we, but I have this impulse. I think we, a lot of us do. I, it's, it's really. I bet you ninety percent of people, the first thing that they do now, is check their phone. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's. It's got to be. I think that's why it's such a hard challenge. I think you've spoken about this before, but when you were um, studying some of the tantra work about yeah. this idea of mindfulness of no cell phone, no technology, the first two, first and, two, two and hours, last two. first two and last Brutal. two, and it is just so weirdly difficult to. To brutal. That's a, fathom that's a that high you level. might it might be okay if you didn't yeah. know what was going on for two hours. That is a high level mindfulness challenge if you want to take it on. First two hours of the day, last two hours of the day. And some of you no might already technology. do this and you're like, what's the big deal? But Honestly. it does seem weird, especially again for us, I mean, for many of us, when part of your livelihood or your work 
is using technology in that way. It's yeah. not just going to work and checking my email on my work computer, but I check my work email on my personal devices too. So I have this impulse that like, well, if I miss something, I don't work at a big company where someone else is going to catch it. Yeah. If I don't us. see this email, it's just us. And so I get this paranoia about checking the email or making sure that I'm on top of things because no one else, no one's going to double check for me. I don't have yeah. an assistant to like, oh, you no missed doubt. this. Um, but it's hard to... Remind yourself that if I check it two hours from now, it's also going to be fine because I'm not like a NICU nurse. Nothing I do is life or death. So checking it two hours from now versus checking it now is not going to be the end of the world. Exactly. Even though it feels like it in the moment. That intensity it mm -hmm. begins to boil. With that being said, here are a few other mindfulness practices for you to consider to instead of that two hours on yeah. or two hours off at the beginning of the day, two hours off, hours off at the end of the day. Because again, I just think that's a, that's a really hard cold turkey thing to do. I also think meditation practices can be really hard to be consistent with, especially mm -hmm. if you're setting yourself up um, with a really high barrier to entry. Or high expectations for yourself. I'm going to do this every day for the next 30 days and it's going to be gonna twice change, a day for 20 minutes. And it's going to change my life. Like, yeah. Because the, it, you're just, a lot of the, the time with meditation, I feel that it there's so much pressure because it's such a buzzword right now yeah, in, certainly. in wellness space. Like Meditation is really having a moment, which I think is phenomenal. Um, but with that comes the expectation around benefit of meditation. Yes. And so instead of like putting that pressure on yourself in the beginning, I think one of the best things to do is just have a few simple mindfulness practices mm -hmm. that allow you to almost consciously meditate instead of going into your subconscious self. Yeah, it's, it's finding ways to literally do nothing without necessarily stopping your whole life to sit down and close your eyes and try to clear your head and think nothing, which I yes. think meditation oftentimes gets misconstrued into thinking, I need to sit down and think about nothing. And it's like, well, maybe eventually, but we're not trying to sit down and like block out the world. It's about observation, yes. but it's hard to observe when you're constantly stimulated and inundated with everyone else's observations. There's too many voices in the room, too many cooks in the kitchen. So how can you reel that back so that you can hear yourself more clearly and that means that you have to shut out the other voices exactly so number one on this list would be to take five minutes five to ten minutes to organize your thoughts right so putting every technological device that you carry watch phone mm -hmm. you know don't be by a TV, don't be by a computer screen, like go into a room with nothing. I mean, really, it could even be the bathroom. I don't know what you have going on in there, <laughs> right? Your second, your, uh, like a, uh, this is going to sound really funny, but like I used to sit in a closet and do this back in my, in my college days because that was like the extra space that I had. Um, but just to organize your thoughts. Yeah, and not organize them in an Excel spreadsheet or yes. in a, an app, a reminder app. But to literally just sift through things. Yeah, just, just let your thoughts kind of filter themselves out. Because naturally, every day, you'll know you have some sort of things you have to get done, mm -hmm. right? And instead of, like, checking your phone and getting other input on, like, how those things need to go or um, just letting yourself have your own natural process to organizing, okay, I'm going to do this at this time, and then I'm going to do this at this time, and then I'm going to do this at this time, and... And then I'm going to have some time for myself here. And then I'm going to, you know, have a meal here. You know, whatever that is for you, you're just stepping away from the technology and you're just allowing your mind to do the work. Well, and it's still, in a sense, certainly stimulation because you're working through things. But it's this self-initiated stimulation instead yeah. of being prompted by everything that's rolling in front of you. Exactly. And being constantly reminded or inundated with everything. So you're kind of... Um, not forcing yourself, but you're giving yourself room to actually see what shows up. Because sometimes the priorities that show up when you're thinking through it yourself, you'll notice, oh, this actually obviously matters to me more than if you were to go through and go and flag your emails and see what matters via email. Yes, exactly. Because again, once you let every day, you kind of wake up with a clean slate, which is a really cool thing, I feel like. Yeah, that's fair. No, no, what I mean is like the day is fresh. Oh, I was like, right? I don't so know, like the, unless like you wake the, up with anxiety no, or no, 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 you can, you can wake up with anything that you have. But, but what I mean is that, um, and thanks for bringing that up to be more clear, 
until you add in external stimulation in your day, it is just you. Yes, you've woken up with your own shit. Yes. Right, whether it's stuff from your dreams, from your subconscious, rollover from the day before, but it's your own shit until you start inputting everything else into the system, right? Yes, and that could be with your partner as well. Totally. Your partner with anything that's going on with the weather, but a lot of times with because, I mean, a quick how? scroll, you see if you're if your first thing that you check is Twitter, like I mean, that could take your day down real quick. You're already setting the bar pretty low. You're already setting the bar pretty low, right? And so I think that that's a really good point that you get to choose when you let those other things impact you. Yes. Aside from what other stuff is just inherently in you. Yeah. So again, just that that beginning time you're like learning to sit with your own mm-hmm. self. That's why I think the morning is actually a really nice time for meditation. Yeah. The hardest part about it is if you have to get up and go to work or if you're particularly sleepy like I am, that yeah, sometimes that sometimes it can lull you back into into sleep. Um, but it is nice because you have you are not working with as much external stimuli already infiltrating your thought process. Yeah. I also think that again the more you can step away from needing a res- a true result from the situation, you're just organizing yourself and then hopefully feeling better because you're coming at the day a little bit more prepared than you were before, right? I think mm-hmm. when we all wake up, it can be kind of like a, a jumbled experience, if you will. Like you're coming out of a dream, you're coming into this world, it, your house is, probably needs to be cleaned like ours does right now. <laughs> or there was, uh, you know, there's dishes to do, there's laundry to fold, there's work to be done, there's maybe kids to take care of. Um, maybe you have to rush to work. All of that stuff just piles on, piles on. And so, you know, as, the more you can just be away from simulation to start off, and again, whether it's just starting your day or starting your work day even. Um, I remember when I worked corporately, one of the things that I would do um, right when I got to work was just go sit in one of the empty meeting rooms for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just be like, okay, what are the things I actually want to get done today? What what am I hoping to accomplish creatively or what am I hoping to um, finish tactically or whatever that is. And that was really helping me be successful because I wasn't um, just sitting there on email and getting distracted with busy work or getting distracted with other people's initiatives. I was just in my own reality. Right, because when you start your day with email, which is conversely how I used to start all of my days when I worked corporate, um, everything else would get pushed to the wayside. Even when you try to prioritize, it's like something urgent comes in and all of a sudden your whole day, or urgent in quotation marks, mm-hmm. um, and all of a sudden your whole day gets pushed around as opposed to if you spend some time organizing first, you can then look at that urgent email and say, well, how urgent is this knowing that I am already working through X, Y, and Z today? I've already organized my thoughts. Because yeah. I think this practice works first thing in the morning, but it works anytime really that you also just need a break because um, life is full of overstimulation, whether it's self-inflicted or not. So if it's, and I know I feel like this is a joke that, uh, a kind of a joke that parents make a lot that like, I just want to pee by myself. <laughs> like I just want to pee by myself. But like having five minutes to just go into the bathroom and close the door and like take a breath and remove yourself from whatever situation makes such a difference to then come back more clear-headed. Yeah. That just, re- like sometimes it's just a matter of overstimulation. Um, it's like a kid who hasn't had a nap yet. That like they just get pissed off and fussy and tantrumy, and it's because they need to rest and take a break from stimulation. And adults were the same way. Like we still act like toddlers who haven't had their nap for the day. We just don't get sanctioned naps as much. And we also just pretend that we're somehow different. Yeah, that we somehow don't don't need that, that. Yeah, that we somehow don't need breaks. Yes. Which you guys, you need a break. I mean, I can see it in our dog when he yeah. needs to like just go home and chill. If we're traveling and he's with us and it's been, he's come to a class and then we're on the road or this, that, and the other, where it's like he needs to just, he's being a brat. And I yes. assume it's going to be exactly the same with our child. And I have to assume that I'm the same way when I need to just take a break as well. You are. Yeah. But it's cute. But it's cute. You do it in your own cute way. It's just intense frustration <laughs> and, 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 and a short fuse. <laughs> And then you get over it. You've gotten so much better, I feel mm-hmm. like. I think all this stuff that these mindfulness practices that we really try and work on all the time are super helpful. You guys, and these are just like really simple things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Here's a, here's another one that we've been working on recently, which is whenever you're going to the grocery store, make your list on your phone, check it right when you walk in through the doors, and then put your phone away. Wait, I don't work. I don't do that I do at this all. all the time. Really? I'd never do that. Yeah. 
I keep my list out and then I delete things as I get them. Yeah. So I do this all the time because I'm really? like, okay, because I'm just testing my mind. Oh, you're trying to test yourself. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I read it right as I walk in. Mm-hmm. And there's all this, especially at the Whole Foods that we go to. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yes. Especially since Amazon bought Whole Foods, all of a sudden you can buy a candle, a fire, yeah, a, any, a fire stick. You can buy anything at Whole Foods now. It's getting a little weird. Yeah. But there's a lot happening at Whole mm-hmm. Foods. Um, and so I'm like, okay. I read it before, and then as I walk in, I'm like, okay, and then I just focus, and I just lock in, and I get the stuff that I came to get. That might be why your grocery trips are significantly shorter than mine. Yeah. But to be fair, I quite enjoy the grocery store, so like I always have, and so I like grocery shopping, so I don't really try to speed it up. Yeah. Which is, you know, my own thing. I find grocery shopping to be kind of, like, not meditative, because that's not accurate, but soothing. Yeah. Like, I, maybe it's the same way I think cooking is soothing. But I don't mind, like, I could wander the aisles of a grocery store for a long time. Very fair. So, but maybe that's a good practice when I'm in a rush to not wander the aisles. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it's about being in a rush. It's just, like, remember, it's just, like, testing your memory. Like, you could do this anywhere. You don't have, it doesn't have to be at the grocery store. Yes. You know, but it's, like, the more you can know what you have to do or get in a situation. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself. And then trust yourself to get those things. Yes. And then live with your success or failure. Well, it's the same second-guessing nature, I think, with sometimes, you know, if you're having a scrolling moment where everyone just kind of checks back and forth through the same, what, three to five apps, Mm -hmm. as if something has changed between the time I checked Facebook and the time I checked Instagram, and then the time I checked Facebook again, or, you know what I mean, whatever it is that you're you're checking. Back on Facebook these days, you really are getting older. Yeah, that was an example, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, I really am old back on Facebook. Um, But... As if we're, as we don't trust that, like, it's fine. I checked mm-hmm. that, I'm good. Rather than going back and be like, oh, well, what did I miss? Yeah. It's been five minutes. What did I miss? It's like, you didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. So it's like your grandma's kind of racist rants and likes and dog videos. Like, you didn't miss anything on Facebook by not checking it. I don't mean your grandma's racist rants, but I mean, like, I know. the In collective general, America's the, grandma's racist the, rants <laughs> on Facebook and the collective mother's dog videos yeah. on, on Facebook. Um, you didn't miss anything, but we don't trust ourselves or trust that, like, it's fine that yeah. we didn't see it. Again, you're just allowing your mind to have these little processes, essentially, mm-hmm. right? And giving it things to do. Like, I feel that essentially all these little mindfulness practices is just giving your mind things to do instead of letting it become overwhelmed with stimulation. So it's it's more honed in as opposed to more being like advertisement, advertisement, product, 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 you know, like thing to do, direction to follow, um, so thing to accomplish. how do you think that compares with the idea though of doing nothing as opposed to giving your brain tasks to do on its own accord do you think that's the same thing as telling you as saying find some time to do nothing or do you think that's a separate practice i think it is a separate practice but i think it ties into being mindful yes right so like you're being more mindful with how you're spending your thought energy you're not just reacting to stimuli and so i think that is really what I think of when I'm like doing nothing is I'm like I'm not reacting to what's around me or nothing is really required of me in this moment right because again you could be doing nothing in the grocery store do you know what I mean like yeah just like you said like how you like to peruse an aisle Mm -hmm. like really for you as long as you're like not on your phone Mm -hmm. or um on a phone call or just you're not you don't have your airpods in or something like that I mean maybe that could be helpful but (laughs) Um, but if you're just perusing the aisles, you go to the grocery store with no agenda, mm-hmm. right? I would consider that actually to be a pretty mindful time because, Got it. because you're not, you know, if you are present at the store, you're getting the things that you need for the day, for the week, mm-hmm. what you're interested in. Oh, you see like some thinking random, creatively, like, oh, you, I want to make this for dinner. Exactly. That'd be interesting. What about this? All of a you're sudden. Inspired. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's kind of what I'm saying. I think like finding some time to do nothing in relation to what, how this conversation has been going mm-hmm. is really just taking a step away from stimulation yeah. through technology. I agree with that. Cause sometimes I think about find something to do nothing is certainly that could mean go to the park and sit on a bench and just, just watch people and just people watch or mm-hmm. like lay down and look at the sky. But that feels like such a more, um, 
like privileged way to look at it. Like, exactly. just go to the park. And it's like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll find time to just go to the park and look at the sky that's not like on a weekend or that's or, in a busy or, day. Or like, just you have dumpy parks. Yeah, yeah so, you don't have good parks. And like, some, I don't want to sit at the park by my house. Yeah. Like, no thanks. I mean, again, we, we, we live in Capitol Hill, like dumpy parks. Yeah, you're like, it's not really a park you want to like get passive at and just chill out. You kind of need to be on high alert sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. So, it, yeah, so it's like, it's not about this, oh, you need to find all this extra time no. or car. Because it's certainly, I know it's easy to say, oh, just go eat your lunch outside and don't turn on your phone. That is valuable, but not all of us have the luxury of doing that or have a long lunch break or this, that, and the other, or a but, nice but place I do, to go. But I think, do you think that in and of itself, mm-hmm. right, is a nice mindfulness practice? What you literally, what you just said, like, like you have 15, you have 20 minutes yeah. for your lunch break. You should have an hour government rules, but I know some employers 30, don't follow that. 30 minutes, Whatever. Usually, yeah. yeah but, but no, I think it's an hour. Well, it depends on your kind of job. Like at a salary job, usually you're going to get Either way, we haven't like been in the salary job for a while. We don't have yeah, the rules. Yeah, I only got 30 minutes a lot of times <coughs> at jobs. But. And two, regard, two, two 15 minute breaks and a one 30 minute two lunch. 15. Mm-hmm. That was when I was working minimum wage. Yeah. That's what, mm-hmm. I think that's what a we got. 30 and two 15. A 30 and two 15. Yeah. But either way, you have 30 minutes. You can not be on your phone for that 30 yes, minutes. Yes, you can eat and not scroll. You, you can, can just, just you, can, you can just leave the phone. Yes. You, you know? And I think that, that that's a mindfulness practice in and of itself because you're like you're letting your mind decompress mm-hmm. from everything else. You're reorganizing your thoughts before you get back in. It's true. You know, even if you even in that 30, 15, 15 world, like take one of those fifteens mm-hmm. just without your phone. Yeah. You know? I'm just having flashbacks of when I used to I worked, my first job was at a, a World Wraps um, in the ferry terminal in downtown Seattle. And on my lunch breaks, obviously I didn't really have anything to scroll or do. So I might bring a book, but a lot of times I would just sit because people watching in a ferry terminal is really entertaining. People running, there's kids, there's just a lot happening. So I would just sit and eat and just watch people for like 30 minutes because it was the only chance I had where I didn't have to talk also for the day. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, you can make it through a lunch break without scrolling as inconceivable as it sounds. Or without needing to <clears throat> listen to music mm-hmm. or, I mean, even even reading. Like, I think reading is another form of stimulation and it's good for your mind. Certainly, but is, a re- reading is certainly a form of escapism. That's yeah. why it's so lovely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's the original form of escapism. 100%. And yeah. so that, that's kind of what, I, what it's like. How can you just be immersed in an experience where there's not a pressure to accomplish something? Mm-hmm. You or know add I mean? something else. Mm-hmm. How can you just be observant, be connected um, to yourself or to what you're doing without <clears throat> the pressure of something else? Well, and just for five minutes, because I think we get these lofty goals or you see things that it's 20 minutes a day of meditation leads to X, Y, and Z benefit. Whereas even though 20 minutes goes really fast when you're scrolling or doing things like that, it goes a little slower when you're meditating, but it still is hard to carve out that extra time. So if you say to yourself, I'm going to spend five minutes this morning without stimulation and then I'm gonna spend five minutes later before bed without stimulation if it's possible it makes it more manageable and digestible than trying to start with a bigger chunk of time where it can be uh, a more difficult initiation process yes I completely agree third thing on our list of simple mindfulness practices that will help you kind of clear your head because essentially that's kind of where we're we're going where this is ventured is Have a hard stop time for when you go to bed. And, and what I mean by that is when do you turn off the TV? When do you, you know, try and stop reading books or... Watching ha- that one last episode. Watching that one last episode or scroll or like doing some internet research or whatever it is you like to do late at night. You know, when can you just be like, okay, this is like my stopping point. And then I go into like a different ritual that sets me up for bed. Like how can you have a ritual for bed that doesn't include um, you kind of distracting yourself to sleep? Yeah, that doesn't include checking social media, watching more episodes, more stimulation, checking emails, whatever yeah. it is right before you go to sleep. Because mm-hmm. all, do- all you're doing, I think too, is imparting more stimulation into your brain that's going to infiltrate your dreams. Yes. And it just takes your consciousness in a... In a sometimes very odd place before bed which doesn't lead to good healthy sleep as well exactly like like making sure you stop eating at a certain time Mm -hmm. you know like okay i stop eating two hours before i go to bed yes if you can if you can yeah i just think about when you get off work late it's so hard agree but i'm just saying like that some people get off work late Mm -hmm. but majority of people 
work like like tight hour nine mm-hmm. to five esque jobs, mm-hmm. and then you have two to three hours for yourself to hopefully go move your body and exercise because you were sitting all day long. Do that, do that, do that, do that, do that. Endorphins, so good for your body and whatever it is you like to do. But then coming back eating, and if you go to bed at ten, you eat dinner at eight. Like that's pretty much two hours. Yes. You know. Yes. To separate. To separate eating from sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's just like a very feasible and reasonable thing to to work towards you know especially if you're really interested in your health you know your mental health physical health spiritual health like the more that you can give your sleep some space um it it helps the quality of your sleep and i think that goes a long way for just being mindful about how you're taking care of your own body well i think it's the most of us i feel like know now about how the blue light impacts your sleep and your melatonin production and all those things. So just being aware that even if you can at least turn off For those off who your... don't know, what is the blue light? Well, it's basically, I mean, I don't know, like any... Here he is. Nothing impacts yokai's sleep. Um, I don't know any of the science behind it. I'm just saying that there is something about the light that comes off of our screens mm-hmm. and how we perceive it through our eyes that impacts our sleep cycles and our circadian rhythm, I believe. Um, and it can throw us off. So whereas our brain would normally, and our system would normally work with the natural rhythms of light with sunset, sunrise, and things like that, we're interrupting that when it's dark out and then we turn on the TV. Or you wake up in the middle of the night and you think, I can't fall back asleep, I'll just scroll. But you're actually making it harder on your body because now you're sending it signals saying, we should get up, Mm -hmm. we should be awake, right? So making sure that there's some separation time between the last time you check your phone or the last thing you watch and when you try to go to bed because if they're one right after another you're always falling asleep to the tv it can really interrupt those cycles and sends the wrong messages to your brain about when it's time to be awake and when it's time to be asleep and you have janky sleep and then you're janky in a bad sleep mood and the nobody next day. feels good on janky sleep i mean again i spent so many years not sleeping very much it's been a mm-hmm. big initiative of mine over the last few years to sleep more it's true when patrick and i first started dating he used to sleep like three hours a night that's good life. <laughs> Three well, hours a night. And usually he was like, well, sleeping's boring. It is I got boring. stuff to do. To, to, to this day, I'm still in the camp of sleeping is boring. But, <laughs> but you I understand why it's good for you. in the value of sleeping, 100%. Yes. And so again, like you really need to treat sleep with respect. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of where this last tip Which is Which is a from. real good time to do nothing. Yes. It's like actually get enough sleep or as best you can. Yeah. And, and so again, I think that the more you respect sleep and that you don't like f- just f- kind of force yourself to do it, the more you're like, okay, like sleeping is part of my process. There's actually a great podcast episode, a Joe Rogan one with, I can't remember his name. He's a sleep scientist. Yeah. Um, that's fascinating though about the impacts of not getting enough sleep mm-hmm. and about it was uh, many studies with like med school students and residents and things like that. And just how it impairs so many aspects of our life and our appetite and our inflammation a lot of that is impacted by our sleep. And so this idea of doing nothing, well, if you can't find five minutes in the day, can you start to go to bed five minutes earlier? Mm-hmm. Right? Can you have those five minutes of nothingness be at the end of the day and go to bed five minutes earlier, even though you have to wake up still for work the next day and start to import a little more do nothing separation there if nowhere else in your day is available? Yeah. And again, it's just these are just subtle steps to help you become more mindful and more appreciative of your time Mm -hmm. you know because i think that it's so easy to get caught in the cycle of rushing from one thing to the next and then creating the narrative that you're so busy that you don't have time for anything else like Mm -hmm. i think your most people's quote-unquote busyness is a narrative oh certainly and it's self-inflicted too i'm so busy and i have to go to target yeah well like I don't have, I mean, you know what I mean? Yes. There are some things I need, but I don't have to go to Target. Yeah. I could go to yoga instead sometimes. I know that's a very, like, white chick thing to say. Like, I have to go to Target. Go for a run. Yeah, anything. Do anything. Like, oh, I'm so busy, but I have Have to to go have drinks with my friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to do this other thing. It's like, you don't have to do anything besides keep yourself alive. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, and, and if you have kids, keep your kids alive. And, yes, that's true. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, like, like that's our, on a primitive level, like, the, the survival thought process, right? Like, you don't have to do anything. You're choosing to do a mm-hmm. number of things. Yes. You know, based on your drives and desires for how you want to live your life. And, but we do have to get 
enough sleep and yes. get enough sustenance and be clear-headed enough to make valuable cognizant decisions. So that means that. So I think these I think choices, that last one, that clear and cognitive decisions, I think that is what we're all working towards. Yes, I guess that's true. But you what don't I'm, have to. That people, you don't people, have to. People, people, have, people have been making, uh, <laughs> living quite a long time, not making, making poor decisions. Making poor decisions. Yes. Uh, that used to be my bio in college on Facebook was I make poor decisions. For like at that time Perfect. of my life, you know, you were making poor decisions at that time in your life. At least you were honest. I was. I was. I was. At least I was clear-headed about my poor decisions. It was making. like when keeping it real goes wrong. Yes, exactly. But it's okay. That's fair. But what I'm saying is, those are the priorities. Hopefully, in our life is and so. I think you're working towards again. I think with all this stuff, the goal is you're working towards those clear and cognitive decisions, mm-hmm. and you're going to get there through some of these simple mindfulness practices, practices where you're finding time to do nothing, you're stepping away from stimulation, you're giving yourself little tasks for your mind to do without the aid of technology, mm-hmm. and you're giving sleep the respect it deserves. Agreed. Those are all very important things. And whether it's one at a time or everything you can implement at once, it's all in the right direction. And again, you guys, everything that we said today could literally be five to 20 minutes of yeah. your day. Total. And it's something that might not happen every day. Mm-mm. But if you can make yourself aware of it, then you're more likely to implement it more often than not. Yeah. And again, we're all about creating success mm-hmm. with these types of habits, right? So the more you can set yourself up to be successful, it all begins to branch out and out and out, right? So it's like make little 1% changes mm-hmm. over time and eventually you'll get to that 100% change, that 100% trust in yourself evolution of the 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 person but if you're trying to make 50% changes 75% changes all the time like overnight flip the switch not, stick. not only they're not going to stick it's actually like not good for you like even if you went for like a cold turkey switch from like eating horrendously yes right to like eating like a really balanced diet like that's going to be really rough on your body certainly you know what i mean like like the, it's it's why like on shows like the biggest loser they just like cut the soda, and then people cut twenty five pounds. I think that's an okay change to make. No, no, but but, but, they're, but they're not. But they're not like cutting the soda and the pizza and the treats. Yeah, and like because it's so hard to wrap your mind around. That yes, cold turkey a, is a much more difficult process. Yes, it's very challenging, and it's a shock to your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And okay, so, that's what so I'm saying. with that in mind, what small mindfulness practice are you going to implement this week? Me? Yeah. Which one are you going to implement? Are you going to work on this week? So we can check back in on it next week. The number one thing I've been working on again is sleep. So I'm I'm really focusing on getting into a, an actual sleep routine that I do every single night. So I'm trying to get into one or two different sleep routines that I will like just go to. Those will be my mm-hmm. go-to things so that when I stop like having stimulation, I have like 30 or 45 minutes that I'm allowing myself to wind down and then go to sleep in a dark room with no um, music or audio book or TV or anything like that. Like that's my, that is my goal. That is my, that's my goal through the summer. Okay. I like yeah. that. That's a good one to commit to. What about you? I am not going to use Google Maps unless I literally do not know where I'm going all week. I am not going to use it to get to the studio because I know how to get to the studio. I'm not going to use it to get to my doctor's appointments because I know how to get there. Um, And I'm not going to turn it on because I don't need to. And I'm just going to leave with enough time to be responsible (laughs) for how long it takes to get there. But I'm going to commit to not using it if I don't need to and try to rely on my vast memory of the city that I have lived in for 30 years. Um, to get places and see how it goes. Respect. Yes. And I will report back and let you know how that pans out. Also, for the record, if you've lived in the city for 30 years and you lived in LA for two and a half years and you lived in Portland for a year and you were nomadic for over a year, would that mean that you are 35 years old? Yes, it does. You're 35. You're being dramatic. This is still You're 35. You're 35. This feels like an insult to people who are actually 35, like my brother who just turned 35 yesterday. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Blake. Blake. Right? As if Blake listens to our podcast. <laughs> or, or this deep into an episode even. Maybe he turned it off no for like 15 minutes. But. No chance. But, you know, that would that would be sweet of an older brother to do. Um, a brother who is older at 35 than my 32 years of age. Carling's actually 37, for the record. Anyways, guys, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode 
um, or the second episode of the week. I can't believe I keep saying that today. Like, I oh, think it's, it's this okay. Week. Everyone can let it slide. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Let it slide. Um, new episode will be out on Monday, barring labor. Yeah. If there's no baby, there'll be a podcast. If there's a baby, it's going to be a different kind of podcast. It'll be a quick update. It'll like, be a quick update. Just, just for the record, when the baby comes out, the next podcast will be about two minutes long. <laughs> it will just be me saying, hey... She's here. And Carling in the background. <laughs> Carling will just be snoring. Well, uh, or sleeping, or maybe you'll be awake. Or I feel like the baby. Who knows? Who knows what Carling and the baby's state and Yokai's state will be? But it'll be a quick update. It'll be a quick, should, quick update. Should things shift? Because we are officially in the window where anything could happen at any time. Yeah. So again, it could be in the next few days. It could be next few weeks. Next few weeks. We just don't know, and we're excited for it all to come and happen. Um, yeah, have a great weekend, all of you guys. Oh, here's a quick update. YouTube, which on the Monday podcast said YouTube would be coming back in live. It was supposed to be. And we recorded those videos. So in reality, it did come back. But what did not come back with the recording of was those videos audio. was the audio. <laughs> the audio did not come back. It didn't come back at all. And therefore, we have about... Four or five classes worth of content. With no audio. With no audio. So YouTube is still in the works and the YouTube channel will be up and running with classes and vlogs. Most likely next week, end of week, I would guess. I'm filming for Aloe Moves this week. So most likely get some stuff done this weekend. Again, barring a baby. Barring a baby. But YouTube's on the way. Uh, Don't hold us to any standards there, but it's on the way. It's on the way. Yeah. And um, thanks for listening, you guys. If you want to catch us anywhere live and in person, you can always come to Commune Yoga Seattle and catch class with Patrick. He will still be teaching throughout the maternity time. Um, I will be around, but not teaching any more classes. And there is an inversion training at the end of August. We've got some spots left again in Seattle, August 15th through 18th. It's 25 hours going towards your 300 hour certification with us or continuing education with Yoga Alliance. After that, you will have to fly to Europe to find us in the end of September at the Scottish Yoga Conference in Dublin for a teacher's immersion, uh, in London at Indaba and at, oh, and in Amsterdam, Amsterdam. as well. Um, and that is it. And then we'll have to see you in Bali or somewhere else. Yeah. Have an amazing day, everybody. Bye.